good morning, everybody, or good afternoon or good evening or <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. But for me right now, it is a good morning. <sighs> How are you guys feeling today? Because y'all, I'm feeling like I need to talk on a subject that I see not a lot of. Um, in not just the entrepreneur, really just the working force in general. And, and I also think it really just spills over to the human condition. Um, so really like the workforce, families, friends, tribes, what have you. Um, this is really something that I see needs a whole hell of a lot of work. Um, and, and I really think when things boil, boil down to it, um, this, this factor right here really makes or breaks, uh, joy, success, all things that we really aspire to. And kind of what I'm talking about is teamwork. And this is really applicable to, like I said earlier, anything, you know, whether it's, your your team, even a sports team, you know, a relationship, marriage, friendship, um, your job, if you're an entrepreneur, so I mean, even if you're, a, you know, a solopreneur, I mean, you're working with people, your customers, you know, essentially are, are part of your team, they just play a different role. And, you know, same if you're a manager, or, you know, I mean, you could be the employee, you could be the bottom of the food chain employee that scrapes the, the, the grease that falls on the floor after the person does dishes, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you're part of a team. And, and it really uh, saddens me the lack of skill we especially uh, as humans as of late have in this area. And I really kind of want to talk about this. I'm I'm doing a leadership well I I speak every Sunday on the topic of leadership and one of the things that we will be covering in these trainings um is teamwork. And so one of them is tonight and so I was just really kind of inspired as I was really diving into this topic of teamwork. And I really wanted to talk to you guys about this. And, and clearly, you know, this is something like leadership in that it's not just one or two or three episodes. It really is something that, um, you know, we would have to really discuss. And, and that's something along with leadership that's coming later this summer in a course that I have. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about teamwork and, and really what makes teams successful, you know, and, and I think even more so let's hone in on some of the fallacies around teams and around specifically successful teams that are really kind of out there that I want to decode for you, you know, that I really want to, you know, dispel. And so number one is that you know, successful teams are always winning. And let's define what I mean by that, because here's the thing, successful teams are always winning, but not, I think, in our common understanding or definition of what winning looks like. And so to me, a successful winning team is when they have a goal or a direction and they are steadfast in getting there. 
They are committed to the effort. They are goal-oriented in that regard. It's not always a goal surrounding by highest profit, highest performance, right? So I really think that we have to first redefine winning because a successful team is not always quote-unquote winning, They are not always getting the gold medal. They are, oh, my screen time report, y'all, was up 33% this week. (laughs) Sorry, it's got a notification. Um, You know, what does winning look like? And I think, again, this is such a broader topic, and we have to really redefine, depending on the team we're, we're on, you know, what our position on that specific team is, what winning looks like. What does winning look like for you and for your team? Because it may be different than what other people define as winning, than what people expect winning to look like. And so I really want to challenge you to redefine what winning is for you and your team, what winning looks like, and that will let you know that a successful team isn't always at the top, when I say winning, they're not always gold medalists. They're not always standing at the top of the podium. They're not always under the spotlight. They are not always bringing home the award because not every effort in the team has those kinds of results. Some of the things that we have to do within a team or as a team don't always come with something tangible attached to it that we can say, hey, look, guys, we're winning. Sometimes the goal is so much more intrinsic. The goal is maybe reorienting or pivoting or adjusting. Sometimes the goal is to slow down to speed up. Sometimes the goal is to let go so you can then grow, right? And I think a lot of times we start to criticize the team and criticize the team's ability when what we believe winning looks like isn't happening here, isn't happening for us, right? How, how many of you guys do this in your relationships with your significant other? right? Your relationship doesn't look like, you know, Susie and Joe's relationship over there. And so you think that you're not winning because, you know, you don't make date night a priority every single Friday. You don't work out every single morning together. You don't go to church on Sundays together in the perfect, you know, uh, dress and suit with your two perfect children and your what, right? Like, Just because your team looks different, just because your team's goals are different, doesn't mean you are not winning, right? So a successful team isn't always quote unquote winning. But as we dove into this, we understood that winning is subjective, right? But I'm talking about what we believe winning looks like, right? The handshaking, the trophy getting, you know, medal wearing, winning, If you're, you know, in entrepreneurship, if you're in business, if you're in network marketing, if you are in coaching, sometimes successful and effective teamwork can be identifying problems and stopping before the problem becomes a real problem. And sometimes that stops you from winning in the way that other people view it. 
But really, when you think about it, your team is winning because they are avoiding major issues. They're winning because they listened to their intuition. They're winning because they did the difficult thing of stopping when they wanted to press forward and go after those tangible assets that we look at as being successful, as winning, right? Leaderboards and numbers and profits and, you know, all of that stuff. And this is a lot of times where companies go wrong and where they have this toxic teamwork environment because they're oriented to only win and win at any cost, even at the expense of the team, of their ethics, of their morals, of their vision and their mission, because winning is the end goal. And so when we say that successful teams are not always winning, that, that's what I mean. Sometimes you have to stop. It takes a lot more courage as a team member, as a team, or even more so as the team leader to say, hey guys, I think we need to stop for a second. I think, you know, we need to slow down. You know, the the old adage of the tortoise and the hare is sometimes you do need to go slower to be more effective. Sometimes in your speed, you can misstep. You can miscalculate. You can somehow in, in your desire to go fast and hard, you miss essential, you know, benchmarks along the way where it says, hey, turn here. Hey, danger ahead. (laughs) Wouldn't you rather make a stop, make a plan and overcome them first rather than encountering the problem and bulldozing through it and risk what you'll lose in the process? So to recap is, is effective teams don't always win. And I think we can see this in sports a lot of the time, you know, um, yes, there are teams that win, but how do they win? What happens after they win? Uh, what, what played into it? You know, I, I really do think it's not necessarily um, one of those things where every team that wins is successful, but not every person who is successful is always winning, right? One of those things. There are lots of times where successful people aren't always winning because they understand that the bigger goal may mean losing, And I talk to my team about this sometimes where I say, in order to win, you have to be willing to lose. Because sometimes winning is a lot farther off than you think. And there's lots of things you have to lose in the process in order to win. You have to be, you know, willing to lose people, willing to shed your systems, willing to, you know, drop poor habits, willing to, you know, lose certain things and stop certain things in order to get what you want. The person who is most willing to lose is most able to win. And I'm going to talk about that because that's number two is the person who is most willing to lose is best able to win. I want you to think about this, right? If we're talking about teams, think about parenting, think about a family unit, right? Parent and child. 
parents who are most effective are willing to lose in order to win. And I'm going to talk about that. A toddler or a child is making life difficult, right? Well, I don't know why they'd ever do that. You know, it's not like, oh, that's so uncharacteristic of them. (laughs) So a toddler or a child is making something difficult, okay? They are making a mess of their playroom. They're throwing toys. They're doing all this stuff. You've got to go somewhere, right? You've got an event you have to go to. You have a lunch date. You are going on date night. You You are meant to be somewhere, but well, you're now caught between two choices and one is an immediate win because you're not willing to lose and one is a bigger win in the end because you are willing to lose. And, and let's, di- let's dissect that a little bit. Option one, right, where you're not willing to lose is cleaning up the mess for the child because you just need to get where you're going. Oh, I don't have time for this right now, Susie. So, you know, I'm I'm just going to clean this up really quick and then we're going to go and and then I'll teach you how to clean up your own mess later, right? That's a short-term win. Clean up the mess. You get to go on your thing, right? But but the bigger goal here, the bigger win is teaching Susie or Sally or whatever how to clean up her own mess so that her desire to make future messes is lessened because of the outcome that happens, which is I have to clean it up. (laughs) But she will continue to make bigger and bigger and bigger messes knowing that you will clean it up because you are not willing to lose in order to win. So mom or dad or auntie or whoever's listening, you have to be willing to lose. I have to be willing as the mother to say, you know what? I'm going to miss my lunch date because I will sit here until Sally or Susie cleans up this mess. But most parents won't do that because They want to win. They want the feel-good win. They want the immediate win. But that is not what it's about. And this is what teams often do. Teams will often sacrifice the long-term win for the short-term win because it feels better. It gets more accolades. More things happen for them. The spotlight is shown on them, right? Whatever the case might be. And so you have to be willing to lose to win. The leader that is willing to lose the most and risk the most wins the most. And just because you can get to success fast doesn't mean you can keep it because that is the harder task. The harder task isn't getting success, it's keeping success. The harder part isn't obtaining joy, but but keeping joy. So I want you to think about that for a second. What are you willing to lose in order to win? Are you willing to lose teammates? Because I'll have you know that keeping around unproductive, toxic teammates is not bringing you closer to your goal, but you believe it is because you think warm bodies get you there quicker. More people equals more sales equals winning, yeah? No. If you can do the most with the least, then do the most with the least. You don't need to do the most with the most if you can't actually do the most. (laughs) You have to be willing to lose. 
You have to be willing to do the hard stuff. You have to be willing to, to say the things that need to be said, to do the things that need to be done, to lose the people that will be lost, to lose the profits that need to be lost in order to gain the profits that shall be gained at the very end of it, right? So, you know, you have to be willing to lose whatever it is. So many times, right, in like, let's use regular brick and mortar companies, you know, Apple and Nike and, you know, all, all these big, huge brands that we know of. There are times where they are faced with a choice. Oh, I notice a defect in one of these products. Do we keep production going and sell them and hope the defects aren't that bad or noticeable? Or do we stop production, one, costing us profit, two, get rid of the defective products, again, costing them profit, and restart again in order to create a better top-notch product, again, costing them profit. We know the difference in companies that succeed and have the longevity because they're willing to do the latter. They're willing to stop, scrap the shitty product, Lose the profit, lose that sense of urgency, maybe push back a deadline, maybe disappoint some customers who, who pre-ordered, you know, the shoe or the phone or whatever in an effort to say, hey, consumer, I know you were expecting this product at this date at this time, but you know what? Our quality of, you know, our standards were not met and we're going to scrap them because we would rather stop eat the loss and reproduce a better quality product because that's what matters most rather than forging ahead and pushing out a shitty product because again, they're gonna end up eating the cost anyway. They're going to get returns. They're going to get complaints. They're going to lose customers. They're not gonna be able to save face. So number one, successful teams aren't always winning. And number two is successful teams have to be willing to lose in order to win, right? They have to be willing to lose in order to get the big win. I think as I wrap this up, because again, this is going to have to be something that is in multiple uh, episodes when we talk about teamwork and, and the characteristics of effective teams, I want you to bring those two things back to your drawing board as the leader, back to your team. Maybe maybe you're the person listening and you say, wow, I have to bring this to my leader. Uh, I have to bring this to my team. We have to discuss this because I see this happening and I see this is probably why, you know, this is a factor in why we aren't successful right now and why we are not, you know, maybe we got successful, we can't keep success or, or we're just beating our heads together against a brick wall and not getting that momentum that we need to, to forge ahead. I really want you, before we move on to future episodes, I really want you to bring these two back and I want you to, to bring them to the drawing board and say, are we willing to do these things? Are we willing to lose to win? And if so, what are we willing to lose to win? What aligns with our mission and our vision? 
How are we compromising that by the way we are behaving now? How are we compromising that in our systems? How are we compromising that in, you know, what we're putting out to the team for tasks or what we are expecting of them or how we want them to show up or how, how we are showing up? And I want you to redefine winning. I want you to redefine winning so much that you may even rewrite your vision because what winning looks like is now bigger. The scope of winning has increased beyond just profit, beyond just numbers. So I encourage you to bring these things back. If you are the leader, bring them to your team, analyze them, use it as almost an azimuth to, to see, you know, are we on course? Are we not? Where do we need to adjust to get back on course? Or do we need to about face and, and, and get on a completely different course? So as always, guys, if you found some value in this screenshot, and add to your Instagram or Facebook stories. Tag me at thecourtneyrogers.co, C-O, and let me know your biggest takeaway. Let me know anything that you want me to talk about in the future, especially as we go ahead and we, we cover the topic of teamwork. I get a lot of messages all the time about, you know, ineffective leaders, teams not performing, what do we do, what systems do we create, how do you have the team community and atmosphere that you do, and I'm gonna do my best to talk on all of those things. Um, but yeah, I always love uh, reading your feedback. If again, you continue to get value from the podcast as a whole, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Uh, the more reviews that we get, the more positive reviews anyway, <laughs> uh, the more we rank and the less likely we are to uh, have to do ads, except I will never do ads. Um, but we want to make sure we are visible and we are getting in people's ear holes and influencing them and creating stronger teams with better vision. So as always, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you in the next episode.